Drive with Julian Clover. Getting you home. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. And we say a very good afternoon to Rob and to Lawrence. Yeah, hello and welcome, Julian, to Gadget Guide number 132. Yes, indeed. And, uh, well, coming up in a few minutes' time, we will be looking at wireless networks, how to improve your Wi-Fi at home, how good does it need to be, and what you might notice. You know, what's the, the sign of your Wi-Fi maybe just struggling a little bit? First of all, you, though, let's have a look at some of the technology news going on this, uh, this fortnight. Fortnight. Fortnite the game. Yes. Now, I know nothing at all about this. So, if for someone who... I, I, I've got as far as clicking install on my PC. Okay, so... For, at, at work. Uh, surely not. <laughs> Speak to your IT department. I'll wait. Um, so, for someone who knows literally nothing at all about Fortnite, what, what's it all about? What's the... Multiplayer shoot 'em up Oh, right. Okay, so it's, it's one of those sort of first-person type things rather than strategy or in, anything it's like that. It's not quite point of view first person but it's you know run your man around shooting up and yeah okay and you can run it in collaboration mode where you're supposed to sort of go out as a team and work so, together or you just you know or go out and <laughs> so it, for, for, for those of a, a last man standing for those of us who are a, a little bit old is this sort of the the doom style yes thing okay right that, that's put it in why, why did they just say it's like doom but new <laughs> because no one can remember doom who's playing these these oh, days yeah, that's so true <laughs> um, anyway Fortnite has been on the console platforms and on pc for quite a while horrendously popular isn't it very now generally free to play on pc Obviously, they're making their money on in-game purchases. And that does seem to be somewhere that the games market is really moving, isn't yes. it? It's, it you know, the game is either cheap or free, and it's but not if, advertising so much as if you want this new sword, new gun, Black cool t-shirt potion. instead of a camo t-shirt on your character. And that's the thing, some, yes. some of these things don't actually give you any in-game advantage at all, but people like them because it's a world that you exist in while you're playing. It's how all of the game players get away with playing with Barbie digitally. It really is. <laughs> you, you joke. It really is, which, which is probably a good thing, to be honest. Yes. Anyway, one of the platforms that's been missing has been Android. It's, it's on the uh, iOS platform on tablets, uh, Apple tablets and phones, um, but it's been missing from Android for a while. Okay. Now, the publisher, Epic Games, have been quite reluctant to get it onto the Amazon onto the Android platform too quickly and have actually made the decision to not put it in the Google Play Store. Oh, now that's an interesting it's one. It's very controversial. Yes. So they're publishing it on their website uh, for direct download but not actually put it in the Play Store. And their reason is the Play Store costs you 30% of all your revenue that your game creates. On the flip side, this means that presumably they are ha having to tell their users, okay, you need to go on and turn this install apps from unknown sources option on, on your device, which is one of the security features of Android. They give you the option to, to allow you to do this, but actually that's mostly intended for developers. Yes. And there's a reason for that. It's because if you go and install apps from random websites, okay, Fortnite is probably cool, but if you go and install them from a random website or even one pretending to be Fortnite, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, and that has been the problem because there's been quite a lot of people creating dodgy websites saying, here's Fortnite, yep. download it here free and get started now, which haven't been legitimate and have been infecting devices with um, malware. Of course, they're not the first ones to do this because no. Amazon did this for quite a while with the Amazon Underground App Store. Yep. Again, you had to... It's, the term is side-loading. 
um, yeah, you, you had to install the Amazon App Store separately, not through the, the official Google Play Store. That's, from a security point of view, a little bit questionable. They seem to have relented a little bit on some of the uh, the Amazon apps, so things like the Kindle app and the, um, I think the Amazon uh, video app is now available through the Play Store, if I, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. Uh, it wasn't for a long time, and I think they finally realised actually the security benefit of having it is is worth worth doing and even though they lose the revenue google's play store is at least still scanning stuff you've got installed on your phone even if it didn't come from the play store so at least there's a bit of protection there but there's the risk so right now you can go directly to epic's website and you can download the uh, game so go to epicgames.com you can download fortnite for the galaxy s9 s9 plus the note 8 the galaxy s8 the s8 plus the galaxy s7 s7 edge the tab 4 tab 3 and the note 9 so basically it's a bit of a samsung exclusive at the moment on the Android platform. Um, that exclusivity runs out just about the time that the Note 9 becomes available. And this, of course, is the new toy from Samsung. 6.4-inch um, display, so it's in that sort of phablet. Is, is that still a word that's being used, or is it just a big phone now? Um, <laughs> I think the, we're getting used to big phones. Exactly. Days. It's, it's the, the larger size uh, uh, of the phone screen size uh, market. Of course, the Galaxy Note 7, was it? The, 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 on the catching Let's fire. Catch Fire and Blow Up phone. Yep, yes. they're uh, obviously looking to put some good distance behind them on that on that one, and and indeed the Note 8 was was absolutely fine as as you know, the great majority of Samsung products have been. Um, I like this as well. The the Note 9 featuring the all day battery. Yeah, they put a bigger battery in it than the uh, previous Note range and all the other phones. It's now a four thousand uh, milliamp hour battery, which I, they reckon. Yeah, they reckon. Hang on, any any respectable phone should last a day. <laughs> Surely. Depends on what you define as a day. A work day, 8am to 8pm? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to have to worry about it until I get to bed. Yeah. The problem is we're all using our phones as mobile computers and we're expecting them to do a lot more. Mm. We're running more applications on them, we're doing more location-based stuff. All of that's chewing more battery as we go around our, our daily business and it, it's what's hitting things. Anyway, not a cheap phone. The 128 gig version starting at about £900 and the 512 gig oh. version for about £1,100. Hang on, so we've actually broken the four-figure barrier we have with phones, haven't we? I think this barrier. might be a first. We Also, I don't think anyone else has had a 512-gig phone yet. That's also true. So I that actually that has twice the storage that half, the laptop I'm sitting in front of has. Half a terabyte of storage on your phone. Blimey. Yeah. That's anyway, a... it's apparently got the best stylus ever, Bluetooth stylus. Yeah, another expensive thing to lose by mistake. But also something that seems to be targeting either professionals or graphics folks, because the, yeah, the, the stylus is really, really, really useful if you're either doing drawing or tech, you know, handwriting inputs on your phone. Yeah. That's <coughs> where it wins. With handwriting is, is a quite a popular yeah. thing, and, uh, and people are getting very fast at that, faster than on-screen keyboards, and it's more natural to actually scroll away on the thing. Uh, and certainly it's something we're seeing in, in my day job, people typically using the likes of Microsoft Surface uh, to do that at the moment. So I'm wondering if Amazon, uh, uh, sorry, if Samsung is trying to capture that, that market that maybe they're losing a little bit of the business side of things back to Microsoft. Could well be. So it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for the Note 9 to get the new version of Android. So this is Android version 9, which Google have finally announced what it's going to be called. Mmm, pie. Yes. For anyone who might remember the Weeble and Bob cartoons. Um, no, it is play because, of course, it's always the name of a dessert and each new version goes to the next letter in the alphabet. So it was P What's this Q time. What's Q going to be? Oh, that's a really good... Um, quiche? 
It's not really a dessert, is it? No. I'm not sure. What dessert start with Q? That's a tough Uh, one. Something to go and look up. Anyway, uh, stuff that's going to be in Android 9 that's going to improve the life of your battery. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So they are talking quite a lot about um, improved battery life, the operating system doing better things to manage battery in terms of background applications, in terms of stuff going on on the phone that is chewing up battery. They're talking that uh, there there should be a, a noticeable improvement on battery on pretty much all the phones that will support Android 9. So, uh, yeah, adaptive battery. So it'll work out what services you're using throughout the day and shut things down dynamically. Same for the brightness. So that's going to be dynamic based on when you turn your brightness up and down. So it'll learn things like if you turn your brightness down at night all the time, it'll start doing it for you. Very good. I do also notice, if you're a bit of a fan of your Bluetooth speakers, that you can have up to five speakers, five Bluetooth speakers connected to your device and just ping around between them. So that could be really useful if, for example, you've got some Bluetooth headphones, but you also uh, pair it with one of these little uh, anchor speakers or your Google uh, Home. And your car. Yep. Now, what's also more importantly is that they now will remember the volume settings on each Bluetooth device. So when you go from your headphones, which might have had uh, a little bit soft, after, yes. You jump in your car and you've got it cranked up and you go back to your headphones, you don't want to blast yourself, which is what happens at the moment. So they'll yep. remember the, the volume levels per device, which is quite cool. So lots of new stuff coming in that. Not sure on when we're going to see that shipping to phones. It's still in beta. I'm trying to remember um, when the next Google conference is, actually, because they normally tend to announce them at the developer uh, conferences. Well, th- this is the one that was announced at Google I at the beginning of the year. Right, okay. Um, so it's just a case of it. It normally takes about six months after the conference to start shipping to phones. Totally, yep. It's going to start shipping to the Pixel Ranger phones pretty soon so probably by the end of the month we'll start seeing it on the pixel phones which are google's own phones and then it'll just depend on your manufacturer as to how quickly they do their own version so samsung they do samsung do their own version of android by uh changing a lot of the launcher stuff and putting knocks into samsung's own security system uh so we'll wait for them to bring theirs out normally takes samsung a good six to nine months after there we go we'll be back in a couple of minutes time and uh, we'll be talking all things home wi-fi back to uh, Rob and Lawrence and investigations on puddings that begin with the letter Q. <laughs> yeah, we have been exploring things like Quality Street, yes. quinoa. Is, is quinoa a pudding? I don't know. I think, can I can you make quinoa into a pudding? This might have to be explored. Um, so, Wi-Fi in your house. We're all used to having uh, connectivity for our devices these days, and most of our ISPs have got smart enough to provide us a router which has got built-in Wi-Fi. But... Most of us also know that that doesn't give us great coverage at home like we might experience at work or in public environments. And of course, there is the first question, which is, do you actually want to push everything onto your Wi-Fi or could you run a cable in some places? It's something we're seeing more and more of as we're moving to very high uh, data use devices. So, for example, uh, some of the ultra high definition 4K streaming services are actually saying, you know what, you really don't want to be using this over your wireless. Run a bit of cable around to your TV. Yep. Um, now, thankfully, new house developers are starting to run network cables instead of telephone cables between all of the different rooms. That's making things a lot tidier, um, so you can do that without having to, uh, to to sort of leave wires trailing all around your your house. Yeah, and it's, it's fairly easy to install Cat5 or Cat6 cable these days, and Cat5 is more than adequate for anyone actually wanting to do wired networking at home. Um, if you visit any of the places that's going to sell you the, the stuff to do it, like Screwfix or uh, Toolstation, most no of them more 
can, of course. Most sadly. of them will actually give you the guide on how to do it as well, but you can look up all the details online, plenty of YouTube videos on how to do cabling. Now, cabling obviously is also going to give you up to a gigabit speed, so that's a 1,000 megabit. Now, speed is important because what speed is your broadband? Exactly. So this is something you need to separate out, which is how fast is the connection coming into your house versus how fast is the connection between your uh, home hub, your router, your your virgin box, and whatever device All you're using. All your devices and computers and so on, yeah. Now... Generally, it used to be the case that the connection coming into your house was always the slower one, because of course it's it's the slower of it, slower of those two that matters. But now we're getting faster and faster broadband connections. Virgin Media running three hundred, two hundred meg most places, three hundred in some areas where they got it. I haven't noticed three hundred available in Cambridge yet, but you know most of us who are on the the extra large or high speed or big Kahuna type packages are getting two hundred megabits of speed. And of course. On the, other, on the ADSL or VDSL, so this is the, the fibre broadband from the likes of BT and Plusnet and so on, um, that's now coming up to certainly 80 megabits a second, and they are now trialling up to 330, depending on how far away from the phone exchange you are and all of those usual so if things. you look at average Wi-Fi, average bog-standard cheap Wi-Fi is around 54 meg to 108, depending on which flavour of Wi-Fi. Now, there's various standards, and these have been evolving over the years. Uh, they're all in the 802.11 range. That's the standard number that was defined in uh, the IEEE. And we're up to now the AC standard is the generally available most... Uh, well, most if, um, inexpensive high speed. Now, of course, they very usefully didn't make these num- uh, these letters afterwards go up in any sensible order. So, first of all, we had B, then we had G, then we had N. We had A somewhere in there. There, there, well. was, there was A and B were at the same time, <laughs> but but on different frequencies. So, it went ba- basically B, G, N, and now we're into AC. So, if you do want something most uh, that's going to give you the highest performance, look for that 802.11 AC. So that's going to give you hundreds of megabits a second, sort of two to 400, depending on the device that you're using. So obviously, if your uh, phone is a couple of years old, it's probably not going to have AC. If it's a brand new device from Apple or Samsung or the like, it's probably going to be able to do AC. Same for laptops. Of course, it's it's okay if you do have an older device, but a newer access point or or home router it will still work it's just it will only go at the slower of those two speeds for that device so don't worry if you haven't got the latest phone you can still get the benefit from your other devices so one of the things is if your isp has provided you an access point or a router with an access point so something you plug into your phone line or into your cable connection and it's got wi-fi built in is it the best one you can get now these do also change throughout the life cycle so if you're on virgin it's worth checking if you have an older super hub Um, and you're finding that you have lower signal speeds, lower signal strength around the house, talk to Virgin and ask them for a new hub, and they'll send you a new home hub. That shouldn't cost you anything. And the same deal is true on BT. Again, if you have one of the older generation home hubs, I think the sort of the, um, the, the original ones that were sort of lozenge-shaped, um, there are later generation ones that have much better wireless built into them, uh, much better performance in general. So again, it, if you've had your BT Home Hub, if you're on BT, uh, for more than I would say a couple of years, I would look to speak to, to BT or whatever your other ISP your is. provider is, yes. Now, one of the important things to check is channel selection. Now, a lot of the newer devices will automatically listen to the Wi-Fi networks around your house and pick 
the least congested channel. Now, so this is if you've got a neighbour who's using their Wi-Fi quite a lot and you want to use yours, you don't want to be sitting on top of each other, effectively shouting in the same room. Yes. So you can download apps for your mobile device that will actually show you all the Wi-Fi channels of, uh, that are in use where your device is. You can then make sure that yours is preferably on a different channel and you want it normally about two channels away so if you find lots of things on six you want to sort of move to eight maybe nine maybe ten just to be away from the noise and, and pick something further away yep indeed but the, anyway, the newest stuff should, should you can be do automatic. on your devices now if you're finding that your home hub or your uh, super hub whatever it is is just a weak other areas of the house we've got to worry about walls and floors um, to get around with the signal now you might want to think about putting in more access points. Now, there's multiple ways of doing this. You can either run a cable yep. to another access point, put and another that, access point on another floor. And that is the gold standard. That yes. is the best that you are going to do. If you want the best performance, run a bit of cable to it. Yes. So what you'd do is you'd get yourself a couple of access points. You'd turn off the Wi-Fi that's in your home hub or your uh, super hub, whatever device you've got from your ISP, and you'd get a couple of access points, preferably sort of one per floor if you can, or in areas where you use lots of devices, so bedrooms, la living rooms, and so on. Um, um, and then you'd run cable to them from the network ports on your router that your ISP has provided, and you do yourself Wi-Fi connections that way. If you put them all on the same name, so whatever your house address, whatever you call your Wi-Fi network, all of your devices will switch between them seamlessly. Yep. So you should be able to move around the house with your phone, streaming your favourite Cambridge 105 station, and listening to it on your device as you move around. Yes. Now, there are some, if you can't run cables, there are also some really good mesh Wi-Fi solutions coming on the market here. I think it's worth mentioning a couple. Um, Ubiquiti, the company, uh, that is U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-I, -I -I, Ubiquiti, um, they launched their Amplify range uh, about a year or so ago, and that is absolutely fantastic you go and get this thing and you put one sort of cube in uh, wherever it is your your main broadband connection comes in and then you can basically stick these extenders anywhere around your house they'll all connect to each other they'll decide what to do best and you pretty much forget about it now budget wise you're looking at about 120 to 150 pounds for your first device and about the same for every additional one so they you come in three and four packs sometimes which can reduce the price a little bit but you're looking about 100 to 150 pounds per device and then you put in as many as you need to cover your house they reckon with two you can normally cover about 400 square meters so your average british house should be able to cover that probably one downstairs one upstairs is going to give you the best coverage also worth mentioning netgear um who do a a fairly nice again mesh technology thing and these these are really good if you want to set it up once it's a little bit of a, uh, a faff to set up well, once they, you've they once you've done it a nice app these yes. days and the yep. app makes it a lot easier to actually set things up and get things going but the the real beauty here is that once you've done it you can forget about it there is no more turning it off and on again or having it work one day not work the next yes it's an outlay but it's it's going to leave you with a now, much better network. last one to think about is google's own wi-fi product which is Ooh, now yes. available in the uk so you can buy this on the uh, google play store and these start from 129 pounds per unit and you buy as many as you need um, and uh, yeah you can have three of those across across the house and uh, they reckon three would cover up to about four five hundred square meters so if another you, one to look at if you live in easy apple to land, set up yeah if you live in apple land again look at the app, apple airports and also things like the time capsules apple, apple keep threatening about discontinuing oh really those, yeah uh, one to watch out for if you if you live in that world though 
that's about all we've got time for. We'll be Thank back you, in Julian. a couple of weeks. Thank I don't you. know why my my Apple device is it's going to it's going to die eventually. I'm going to have to get something something else, aren't I? Because they don't don't do that thing anymore. Yep. Mm, okay. Um, more suggestions then. Uh, Louise is suggesting. Do, do we did, did we do Jamie's one? Uh, oh, quick drive quick, chef, quick sand pudding. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, Louise suggesting queen of puddings. Yum. Or, or anything made with quinces. Oh, yep. very a house, good. There's a house around the corner from here, which actually gives away quinces sometimes, yeah. I've Quin- noticed. Quince they, jelly? It's yeah. a very, very Cambridge thing if they have an excess supply. It's, it's fairly close to uh, the dustbin, which has the house number written in Roman numerals on it. So um, uh, so we can get some quinces from there and uh, and, and make oh, something like nice. It. Uh, what uh, Flo had one as well. What was your, your Arabic one, which uh, we were oh, trying, to, trying to work if it counted or not? Oh, I'm going to have to find it. It was something called Karabia, which is an Iran cookie. And apparently cookies come from Iran back in Persia. Wow. In the day. H- yeah. H- who'd, who'd have thought? 